joining us in the studio, Deschutes County Commissioner Tony DeBone. Welcome to the studio, sir. Good, it's good morning. To Beautiful day here in Central Oregon. It's a gorgeous day. It is, um, well, the county is growing as fast as it has been over the last years, and they don't expect that to change anytime soon. What do you see as the biggest issues facing Deschutes County? Yeah, there's definitely a trajectory of growth. Uh, each one of our cities is building out houses, uh, urban growth boundary, land use discussions all over the place, accessory dwelling units in the rural. That's one of the really exciting things that's on the horizon here, being able to put a 900-square-foot apartment-type building next to your primary residence in the rural county. There's up to 10,000 of those opportunities. Opportunities here, so that could really change the rural a little bit. Not parcelization, but housing. Now that's currently uh, happening in the metro area, correct? Uh, within so, yeah, within the city. the city. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like in so the city of Bend, out. you can have an accessory dwelling unit. This is outside the cities, all around the state. We're working on our rules. In fact, I think last night or tonight, the planning commission has taken testimony on that. The Deschutes County Planning Commission. And, uh, you know, what, what rules will be put in place, change the county code so you can walk in and apply for an accessory dwelling unit. Now, you, you, you ran through a string of uh, issues facing the county. So what, what, how do you feel you're qualified to address those? Uh, so I'm a current commissioner right here in Deschutes County, honored to be serving. Uh, you know, I've got some experience. I'm you know, open, honest, and approachable. So, you know, I just I do the job with a smile on my face here at Deschutes County. This is the election process. Uh, you know, my name's out there again. There's only two of us for this position, one right now. So people can make a choice about who we are. Uh, you know, my website, electtonydebone.com. You can learn more about me. Uh, as I say, uh, there's wonderful opportunities here in Central Oregon, diversified economy. Uh, the world's a changing place. Oh, it's amazing. You know, high-speed Internet, Amazon home delivery, uh, working from home, uh, fuel prices, interest rates. I mean, the whole world is changing right now. I'm one of those known quantities. You know, and, uh, I've, I'm an experienced commissioner. Sorry, and I'm, I'm just sure about that. <laughs> uh oh somebody's responding. <laughs> Speaking um, of tech. Just, you know, uh, I'm here. I'm here for the people. I get up every day just excited to serve. All right. Well, let's jump back to uh, the land use issue. That's always been an important topic. In your view, what should the state change about its current land use rules? Well, so the land use, we're celebrating 50 years next year on uh, Senate Bill 100, which put in this statewide prescribed land use system, and it's really kept the urban cities uh, separate from rural. You know, we can still drive from Bend, enter the rural, enter Redmond, you know, drive south past Sun River and enter the city of Lapine. So there's some great visions in there. I am an advocate for opening up that book of land use, though, and talking about what else could we be doing when it comes to housing, the cost of housing, introductory housing. Uh, you know, let's look for those opportunities for a a more inexpensive entry housing opportunity. Because right now, you know, and I think we have like the baby boomer generation fully funded in retirement, buying houses, living large. But what about the next generation? We really need to look for those entry level housing opportunities. So you feel in part that Oregon's uh, 50 year old uh, land use regulations are, are contributing to the lack of affordable housing in the region. Well, we have an example here. The city of Bend in 2008 decided to ask for, you know, urban growth expansion going southeast. And it took them 10 years, cost millions of dollars, just to have a conversation about getting an approval so we could expand the city of Bend. We should have done it 10 years earlier. We knew we were growing. State of Oregon just has all these check boxes and rules and regulations. So there's just some, some unintended consequences on our system. Let's, let's do growth. Let's manage growth. Let's hold on to our values. 
but let's not uh, stifle the opportunities when we see it, the sure. development pressure. The um, county commission, what can you guys do about uh, to create more affordable housing in reality, yep. given the current circumstances? Well, supporting accessory dwelling units, and it's all state, it's state legislative driven at this point. You know, there's a board of commissioners, the three of us. We have the budget and policy authority of the front end of Deschutes County. We have the other elected officials like the sheriff and the DA, the assessor, the treasurer, the clerk, the justice of the peace. Uh, we have the health department, the road department, community development, all kinds of big things at the county. Uh, we provide a lot of services for everybody in support of the cities and the rural. Uh, so, yeah, really advocating at the state level is the way we're set up here. So it's the legislature, it's leadership from the governor's office that we can advocate for. On a different subject, uh, you've supported the local ballot measure to impose restrictions on psilocybin mm -hmm. uh, businesses. Uh, there has been no public testimony supporting a ban. Why? Uh, so there were some advocates, uh, about 20, 25 advocates that came in front of us and said, man, we just got to go do this. But really, there's 150,000 registered voters in Deschutes County, about a population of 200,000. And, uh, you know, some people don't even get the concept, but we need the people that live in the rural, this is only rural land use we're talking about, to be up to speed and to understand what we're talking about here. So I did support putting it on the ballot. Would we allow psilocybin service centers in the rural county? Uh, when it comes down to our land use, the code, the authorized use for a, a medical facility, there are hardly any places it would be even be allowed. So it's a conversation I just want people to get engaged in and understand. I'm not diametrically opposed to this. I mean, if it's a good thing for people, if a subset of people are going to be reaching these services, let's do it. City of Bend is going to be a, kind of by default be a place where these services are available. So within a 20, 30-minute drive, you could get to a service center in Deschutes County no matter what. Sure, but this would make it more convenient for people in the rural areas if they had them set up in there. Well, so there's a vision. We heard testimony saying, hey, we're just going to buy a big old fancy farm and we're going to have services. You're going to be able to get a massage, get some uh, food service, spend the night. I mean, that sounds like a destination resort. And it's we like know how contentious resort, yeah. some of these things are. So it isn't as easy as some people say it's going to be just because of our land use. So it's the push and pull on what we've done in our land use and the visions on people, how people want to use the land. And think about it. I'm generally supportive of people's private property rights and doing what they want to do. But in the state system here in this, uh, Oregon, it's just not as easy as that. So how do you get the word out to those voters in those uh, about this subject well, to, to inform? Uh, I mentioned it's like a marketing opportunity even to put it on the ballot. So that's it. I mean, you're going to see it in November. You're going to read up on it. You're going to be able to vote yes or no. But that means you're going to have some brain space on how. what is my opinion about this. And it is just the rural. It's not all of the county. Each city has uh, opportunities for these land use plays also. Uh, you support reducing the tax burden on local residents, including those on fixed income, so that the government doesn't directly add to the burden, particularly on the fixed income. What does that mean? What does that look like? So it's a philosophical choice. You know, when you're voting for Commissioner DeBone, you're voting for somebody who's looking out for the taxpayer. Uh, there's two views of the world. Either how about we just tax everybody just a little bit more so we can make somebody's world better, or how about if we just keep the tax base low, make sure we're working within our means, not looking for the next resources, and giving people the opportunity to take care of themselves, have those dollars in their pocket, and do good things. Every penny, every penny countywide on our tax rate is worth $300,000. So it, it ends up being, you know, $20, $30, $40 out of somebody's. Uh, um, pocket when we when we move a, a rate three or five or six cents uh, so that's what we're talking about but as I say uh, 
for an individual taxpayer, we're talking about 40 bucks. For the county, we're talking about millions of dollars. So it's just being focused on the taxpayers. How do you feel about the uh, making the commissioner seats nonpartisan? So it's on the ballot, and I've, I signed the petition to put it on there. Uh, you know, our job is nonpartisan. We don't change state law. Uh, please vote the way you feel on that. Uh, I've been a registered Republican serving everybody for, uh, you know, a dozen years now. I'm honored to be doing it. So uh, there's most counties um, are nonpartisan. So it's fine either way, basically, from my point of view. Uh, I think it will pass. Um, but, yeah, it's up to the voters. All right. Tony DeBong. The uh, county commissioner, your challenger is Democrat Oliver Tatum. He will be joining us Monday morning. Tony, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you.